Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of In the Flat Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Kill, joined again this week by Jess and Jordan. Uh, we had a little break there for the holidays, uh, but we're back at you to um, give you some New Year's Six and playoff previews and picks. Uh, talk about some of the, the latest news and updates there for college football. Hope everybody had a great holiday out there or still enjoying your holiday. Uh, hopefully you can listen to this to get away from your family for a little bit. So, um, All right, let's jump into news and updates. So um, I'll, I'll quickly go over a couple of the big ones. You guys tell me what you want to talk about. Um, so we first we have Georgia landing the, the Florida transfer running back uh, Trevor Etienne. He's listed as one of the top, if not the top running back coming back to college football next year. Obviously, the brother of Etienne that played at Clemson. Um, the NCAA is allowing, well, they were forced to allow multi-transfer football players to compete in 2024. So if you already transferred once, you can transfer again and won't be penalized. Uh, Florida State is pushing to lead the ACC. Um, they currently have a buyout of over $570 million. Um, they're looking currently at the Big Ten, if possible. Um they're having to go for a legal challenge to try to avoid that buyout or avoid at least most of the buyout if they can, but I don't know how they're going to get past that. And then finally, um, obviously signing the early signing period was last week. I think the biggest thing that happened was that the number one overall quarterback, Dylan Raiola, uh, flipped again, this time from Georgia to Nebraska. If you remember, we talked about him uh, earlier in the year when he um, flipped from Ohio State to Georgia, and now he's flipped from Georgia to Nebraska. It always kind of felt like he was going to end up at Nebraska. His dad played there. His uncle's a coach there. It just made a lot of sense. He grew up there. So it seems like you have a love there, and they upped their NIL offer. So I think um, if you heard the head coach there, Matt Rule, talking about what it costs to get a quarterback, 1.5 to $2 million. I guess those donors came through with the $2 million, and he got the quarterback within a couple of days after that statement. So I guess that was good timing about Matt Rule. Um, so, guys, anything up there to stand out to you uh, that you want to talk about? You can no. go, Jordan. No, not really. Just uh, Dylan Rayola. I, I think, like you said, you know, he's got so much ties there. And there's there's not like the fans. You could you could have a mediocre two, three seasons, go make a bowl game. The fans will love you no matter what. They're they're so Nebraska fans are so loyal to a fault in a sense. And I, I think it's a good place. He's gonna start right away. And, and Nebraska's so down lately that anywhere is better than where they are. So I think it's a good pickup for Nebraska. And <clears throat> I mean Georgia doesn't need another five star quarterback. They can barely <laughs> keep they can barely keep the ones they have. Well, and usually it's the free stars there that do all the damage for Georgia anyway. So Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with Jordan. It it felt like a foregone conclusion that after he left Ohio State he was somehow gonna end up at Nebraska. But uh it's it's going to be interesting to see Nebraska this upcoming uh, season. We kind of touched on this in our last podcast, but particularly with teams like Oregon, uh, USC, you know, uh, UCLA, they're all coming into the Big Ten. Where are teams like Nebraska, who I think we'd all agree are kind, you know, Matt Rule, now they got this new quarterback, you know, they're on the upswing, but just what really is going to be that new gap? Because for so long, it's just been Ohio State, Michigan, a little bit of a gap, Penn State, massive gap, everybody else. So how are how is the rest of the Big Ten going to shape out after, you know, you got those, like, top dogs? Like, how quickly can Nebraska get up to being maybe in that Penn State-ish UCLA uh, right now, how it feels like maybe like USC level tier, where it's like those seven, eight win teams that if they were in a different conference would easily win it, but because they've got to deal with Ohio State, Michigan every year, you know, how fast can Nebraska get to that kind of place? Yeah, I mean, if this was Nebraska in the old Big Ten, I would say, hey, maybe if in the next year or two they could get to playing for the, the Big Ten title on a consistent basis, but with um, you know, Oregon, Washington, USC, UCLA coming on board. It's going to make it even harder for them. But I do feel like these last few years, they've lost so many games by like one position. I mean, this think if they can just turn those around, I feel like um, 
they they could easily get to that nine ten wins. That's what it used to be. Even when they were kind of down in the early two thousands, they were a nine or ten win team. So I think they can get back there. I think Matt Rule's a good head coach. He can get them there. Um, I have, if you're a Nebraska fan, what your hope is if now with Dylan Riola, you can get some wide receivers and some other skill players that normally you've been having trouble getting to come there. So I think it's gonna be really important to get him ready and try to get him playing time as a freshman to get people interested and want to come and join you early next year. Um, do we think there's any chance that Florida State gets out of their buyout? Um, do you think there's any kind of legal thing that can get them out? I'm not a, um, obviously not a lawyer, but um, anybody here have any thoughts on if there's any possible way you see them getting out of this? I, I don't. <clears throat> I think I heard the biggest, you know, I, I think the best way for them to get out is if they get teams on board to leave as well. Mm-hmm. But I also heard that no one really wants to leave at this point right now. I must have heard with Florida State, yeah, they want to go to the Big Ten, but with everybody's TV deals locked in, I, I just don't know, like, they might end up in the Big 12, and they said that's another possibility f- for them. I, I just, like, would that is that a better situation to go from the ACC to the Big 12? I mean, if you're going to get a lot of – I mean, next year it'll be a 12-team playoff. You won't be left out of the playoff again. You'll be making more money in ACC than the Big 12. I, I just think you have to play this out a little more. Um, but they, they're, they're stuck in this contract for a while. I just – uh, if if they really are that unhappy, they they might just have to fork over the money. Yeah, so. I, but you know, like you said, they're going to the Big Twelve. I feel like it, it, right now, after how not you know they got disrespected in a sense. You know, the Big Twelve has teams that have done the same thing that got into the college. We got you know a couple Oklahoma years where yeah. they kind of had some ups and downs kind of throughout the season, but still went undefeated. I mean, look at Nebraska, look at Texas. They got their one loss this year, and they they play some tight games against teams that weren't as good as some of the four teams Florida State beat. So, I just think the ACC is so down right now that it was another kind of like thing. Like it, was a, it wasn't that just their quarterback's gone, but the ACC in general is just an easy conference to run through. I mean, the ACC did have I, – I don't think their year was terrible. I mean, they had a winning record against the SEC. I think they were like 7-5 and five or something like that. I, I think it, it really just came down to the fact that last year, TCU just got absolutely annihilated in the national championship. And the committee, all they care about is viewership, money, all that sort of stuff. And they're worried that if we allow Florida State, looking how they looked without Jordan Travis, and people forget, even with Jordan Travis, they were in one possession games with teams they should have been blowing out. I know Texas was in the same thing, but like then this just made it so much worse. You know, Texas still looked competent and beat up on lesser teams without Quinn Ewers. Florida State could not do that. And at the end of the day, the committee was just like, yeah, they're undefeated. No Jordan Travis. We can't let him in. It's going to be a massacre. And now, obviously, Florida State, we're going to be talking about this. They're going to be playing Georgia. Both teams are probably going to have a ton of guys who are opting out. So it's we're not really even going to get to see what it was, what, what could have been. You know, Florida State really stuck it to everybody and upset Georgia or something. But I just think it was more of a no quarterback than the ACC itself. Yep. All right. Let's move on to what everybody's here for. That is the New York Six um, playoff predictions, previews, and picks. Um, so we'll start with um, Missouri and Ohio State. So. Um, you know, this will be, um, you know, I think when this matchup first came out, Ohio State jumped to like a seven point as a seven point favorite, but that quickly changed as um, Colin McCord opted out, uh, the quarterback from Ohio State. He is now transferring to Syracuse. Um, you know, even though he, I would say he had a, we all said he, he didn't have a great year. He was 11 and one as a starter. And so you go into a first year, a first time starter in Devin Brown. Um, who really looks shaky at times this year and hasn't played in a while. So you got to hope that he is ready to go with some of these, these um, winter practices here. Um, then you also have um, 
Some other issues, I don't know if Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to play in this game. Chip Trainum, who was really, I think, the number two running back for Ohio State and was really good um, with moving the, the ball when he needed to, he has transferred. Uh, Julian Fleming has transferred. Um, there, You know, I think Trivion Henderson, there's some uncertainty in the air if he's going to play or not. There's some, is he going to come back? Is he going to NFL? Um, no, I mean, obviously, Ohio State, nobody's crying for them. They still have plenty of talent. But they're going to be without a lot of players there. Uh, then you have on Missouri's side, they're going to have running back Cody Schrader, who finished in the top 10 in Heisman voting. Uh, you have wide receiver Luther Burden, who put up 1,200 yards, for, you know, really a lot of touchdowns, um, you know, and had that, that really potent attack in Missouri and a pretty good defense that, you know, played up against Georges of the world this year and, and really played well against like LSU and other teams as well. Um, Missouri will be out two key starters, though, and that's the second-team all-SEC linebacker Tyron Hooper and number two cornerback Enos um, Rakestraw. So uh, everybody has a couple people missing at least, but it seems like this one in particular, Ohio State, is is missing more. So um, when you're coming into this game with the opt-outs, everything's coming for With what they have to play for, you would think Missouri is a little more excited to be here than Ohio State, who was expected to be in the playoff. With all that being said, Start with you, Jordan. Who do you got winning this game in the Cotton Bowl, Missouri or Ohio State? I'm going with Missouri. I, I think Missouri probably little wants it more than Ohio State in the sense that, like, they they don't we don't see Missouri this high ranked, you know, in a while. So, and Ohio State's still kind of like upset. They don't really care. Their their championship game ended. Or happened November in November against Michigan. They lost. What's the point? So, I think Missouri wants it more. They have the fourth best running back in college football on with yards, and uh, and Burton is tenth in yards as a receiver. So, they they have the more right now. If all these other you know Ohio State, there's so many players that are sitting out, opting out, <clears throat> and now Devin Brown who has mobility, but we're not 100% sure in his arm, is the starter for Ohio State. I, I think Missouri's just – it wants to have finished the season with 11 wins and, and show all the haters, hey, this is who we are and this is who we're going to be for the next couple of years. Jess, what do you say? Do you, do you agree? Or will Devin – do you think it maybe is a surprise in there if Devin Brown is actually better than – He's a mobile quarterback too. So is he better? Maybe he'll be better than we think or we've seen with some more time to, for development. It, it's so hard for to say because uh, I feel like this is going to be a point that's going to be brought up for every single game we're going to talk about except for the playoffs, and that's like all of the opt-outs. Yeah. So like Ohio State is, I think, going to be deeper than Missouri, but I think like Jordan said, like I don't think Missouri's gonna have as many players opting out. I think they are gonna want it more. Uh we're gonna see a lot more of like these younger, unproven guys for Ohio State. You know, you know that oh Marvin Harrison Jr. isn't playing. Oh, let's just get the next Marvin Harrison Jr. up in here, you know, because at this point they're more or less wide receiver you, it feels like. Um but I I think I'm gonna take Ohio State because of that that depth. I just think they're gonna have too many guys that it's just plug and play. You know, these guys are gonna go out there. They're gonna want to be showing off. They're gonna want to keep their scholarship, their roster spot, their spot in the depth chart, et cetera, et cetera. And I think Ohio State's just gonna be just a bit too talented. It looks like Marvin Harrison Jr. is has opted out. Yeah. So yeah, but uh, let's just get the next guy in there. You know who needs him or Ibuka or you know Ibuka is playing. I will say I think I heard he is. Oh, playing. he is. Yes. I thought both him and Marvin Harrison were up. No, I think Ibuka's playing, and there's, there's a chance he comes back next year too. Is what I heard. Hmm. Um. Interesting. Um. So I mean, there's that. I'm thinking. I, I in my head I'm like oh yeah Missouri's gonna be more motivated but every time I say that when I'm doing these bowl game picks they never seem to happen the way you think 
I think Ohio State is going to be a little angry. Um, I think Devin Brown's going to be more mobile and play better than Kyle McCord has. And I think uh, some of those young wide receivers will step up. And I think it'll be a barn burner of a game coming out to one of the last two plays or so. But I think Ohio State pulls this one off. All right. Next up is the Peach Bowl, and that would be Ole Miss uh, versus Penn State. So a little fun fact, Peach Bowl was the only New Year's Six Bowl that Penn State hasn't already won at some point. Um, they hmm. are favored um, to win this game, if you look at all the, at least last time I checked, uh, all the, you know, betters out there in this game. Four and a half. Uh, four and a half. So, you know, I think making a New Year's Six is a big accomplishment for most, but I think for both Penn State and Ole Miss, they probably feel like, oh, I never nine for return or two type season and going to this type of ball and trying to win this type of game. I, I do wonder, I mean, this is Penn State's fifth appearance in a New Year's Six Bowl in 10, ten years. So um, it feels like every, every year they're, they're getting to a New Year's Six at least, and they usually win or they or it's a close game. Uh, you know, it's hard because there's, there's opt-outs here as well, I believe. Um, especially on the Penn State side, I think Chop Robinson, um, one of the top defensive ends in the, in the country, is going to be out. Um, O-line, um, um, o Fashano has also declared for the draft. So there's a couple key plays that people miss up for Penn State. Ole Miss, obviously, is one of the more top-scoring offenses, but when they play the lead defenses this year, Georgia, Alabama, they, they, were, they, they did not do very well. But it is Penn State elite defense, I guess, would be the question because I don't know if they played an elite offense in the Big Ten. Oh, yeah, Bishnikin and Ohio State are good where they lost to, but I don't think they're elite offenses. So um, what do you guys say here? It's an interesting matchup, very similar teams, I would say, where you're really good on offense, really poor on defense for Ole Miss, and the opposite for Penn State. So what do you say, Jess? I think that well, I was trying to find just the list. Of, do you know who for Ole Miss on offense is at is opting um, in? Honestly, no, I don't know no, anybody. I mean, no, I, I, no one I, on offense that like really made a difference. Yeah, because I, I know one of their uh, veteran defensive ends just opted out like a day or two ago. Yeah, um, uh, the Cedric, Cedric Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he he opted out. Um, some. Some guys that played 56 snaps and 24 snaps. Uh, okay. Receivers. So they're not, no, yeah. Yeah. Big. So if that's the case, and then I know Chop Robinson opted out for Penn State. Did Kalen King? No, Johnny Nixon did. Johnny Nixon. Cornerback. Yeah. He opted out. I think I'm going to go Ole Miss just because with how the modern game is, it's all offensively, you know, slanted. And that loss to Chop Robinson, I can see being a big deal. Uh, if Olu Fashanu's is not playing, then that's pretty big. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm going to go Ole Miss just because it feels like for Penn State, just more guys in key positions. Like, you can't lose the – the battle in the trenches. And if Olu and Chop Robinson aren't, those are like their two top guys. So yeah. I think I'm going to go Ole Miss. What do you say, Jordan? Yeah, I think I'm going to go Ole Miss as well. I think, like you said, Tony, Penn State really hasn't played anyone with a good offense, uh, you know, in the Big Ten, you know, in general this whole season. And I think Ole Miss has that offense and can put up the numbers. You know, we saw them against, uh, you know, that that's some most most points they were like second best scoring offense in college football, and I, I just think Ole Miss has the scoring power. And this is probably one of the closer games to talk about, just because not a lot of uh, opt outs or transfers, or there's a couple transfers, but like not a lot of opt outs that really hinder a lot of plays or uh, the team. So I'm gonna pick Ole Miss as well, just because I think they're gonna be able to put points up against Penn State. Um, especially missing Penn State, missing some key key defensive players. Yeah, I tend to agree. I think Ole Miss will, will win this one. I I think um, they'll be able to score points. And I just from what we saw from Penn State throughout the season, I just not sure if Penn State can score enough. Um, they just did not look good offensively. I mean, they maybe they these practices they 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 implemented some new uh, new plays that could help a their, new quarterback. You know, quarter, 
I, I didn't see that yet, but um, hopefully helped. They have new offensive coordinators, so I'm thinking they he's not playing. He's not. He won't. He's not. He won't help him until next year. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, for this one, I'll go full miss as well. All right. Next up is the opt out bowl, and that is the Orange Bowl. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. is, I mean, they really should just give somebody else's this this game instead of Florida State <laughs> at this point. Uh, but yeah, Georgia and Florida State. There's about twenty to twenty five opt outs for Florida State. Um, which includes Tate Rodemaker, who is going to be a quarter. The, the well, he's transferring. He's now transferring. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, Georgia has some opt outs, you know, and they have a lot of transfers as well. But a lot of the main guys and quarterbacks going to be playing, and I, I just don't see how this is going to be a game. This could be like a TCU level game if Georgia is motivated at all to win this game. Um, what do you say, Jordan? I'm going to have Georgia on this game. I think Georgia has so much depth. Yeah, their players are opting out for Georgia as well. I mean, no Brock Bowers. They did need a lot of transfers um, coming out. But, like, Georgia has so much depth that I, I think that they're just going to be a better team than a Florida – than backup Florida – I mean, we're this is, a, this is not even Florida State. This is backup Florida State. This is, like, second and third string players I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a bunch of red shirt freshmen, a bunch of real, like true freshmen playing in this yeah, game. Yeah, honestly, and Florida State has just really been rebuilding their depth over these last couple of years. So I'm not sure how good that depth is at this point. Um, there, we're gonna see. Like, this is gonna be a fun game to watch, guys. I would watch it if their bat, if their quarterback gets hurt. We might be seeing some weird, weird stuff going on in Florida State, on, yeah. or they might call the game. Um, that might happen too. So don't. If something happens bad, we they might just call the game. At this point, I really, for the health of the players, I mean, I, I almost would call the game. I mean, right? I mean, actually, I heard it's flag football. They're they're going to play flag <laughs> instead of maybe tackle. play seven on seven or something. So, oh yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, but I like there's we talk about all the, the opt outs and transfers from Florida State, but there's so many transfers from Georgia that aren't playing in this game that it, it's. This is the – there's no – this game you can't call. I got Georgia just because their depth is a lot better. They have a lot more big-name players on their bench that are going to play this game, and I think that's the only thing I I see happening. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to be as bad uh, in, on, you know, in terms of, like, how Georgia is going to look. I, I just feel bad for Florida State fans. I really do. Like they, thing. if I'm a player, though, I guess I'm, what I'm frustrated with you, you're undefeated in regular season. Wouldn't you want to just finish it and have an undefeated, have this undefeated season that you can look back on? I just don't, I just don't get it. Well, again, like that, that's the thing. Like so many of these guys, like I feel like it's, it's kind of the opposite that it's like they, they got screwed over so bad. Like, look, I, I, I do, at the end of the day, agree with the committee's decision to leave out Florida State because as a fan, I want the best product on my TV. Admittedly, I don't think Florida State, you know, it's there's a mixture of how good will the matchup be and how much do you deserve it? Like Georgia, chances are Georgia is as good, if not better, than any team in the in the playoff right now. You know, obviously, but they lost. They didn't win the, their their conference championship. That knocked them out. Florida State went undefeated, but kind of had the opposite problem, where it's like they it feels like, particularly with their quarterback, they are so far behind any of those teams. And I think the players on Florida State, they, they those that are going to opt out and go to the NFL. They think there's no point anymore. The guys that are transferring, like, what's the, what's the point anymore? We were screwed out of the playoff. You know, regardless of how, how I feel about it, they definitely think they belong there. And it, it just, I think it just completely deflated them. Like I, I just, and now the Florida state fans have to go out and it's like, you know, even though we missed the playoffs, we still have one of, the best bowls you can possibly get, and now no starters are even playing, and we're going to get slaughtered by Georgia. I do wonder if the part of this. I know opt out is the thing to do these days, but I wonder. It if... sucks because, like, how long ago was it where it, it that you could wake up and then be like, you know, I'm going to watch the uh, the Orange Bowl today, and you know, even though it's not the BCS championship, 
but you know, I'm still going to see all of the best but, players out there. You see, know? this this is what happened. You know, you had these bowl games. The BCS championship get, mattered. No, it didn't matter. You played these bowl games. The Rose Bowl, you had the best Big Ten school versus the best Pac-12 school. You know, now you got the college football playoffs where if you're not in that, your bowl doesn't no matter. But also I get it in the sense that the players that did opt out for Florida State are good players. And, and no, I would be, yeah, like I would be afraid. Wilson's going to be like a second, third round pick. You we're know? looking at way Red too many looking at way too many injuries in the NFL and in college right now. That it's, I, I would be nervous to play in a bowl game. That doesn't matter. I, I do wonder though, like on this, you're if this was an Evers team, I'm thinking like if this was like an Alabama, Georgia, Notre Dame, Ohio State, and Michigan that was 13 and 0. I don't think that all these players would be transferring. And I think the reason for it is Florida State built this roster on a lot of transfers and a lot of NIL deals. And now that these those are the type of players that if they're going strictly to a school, strictly for money or for whatever, they're not really building, bought into the culture of that school, and they're not going to care if they, they get this extra win or not. That's what I feel like is kind of a downfall of college football. Like, it used to be like you go to school and you give your all to that school, and you know, now they get money, which is great. But I just feel like some of the culture and some of the um, willingness to go out there and play a bowl game was just lost. I, I, I remember like Jalen Smith, Notre Dame got injured. They asked him if he would do it again. He said he would because he wanted to go out for his guys one last time, you know. And so that mentality seems to be gone. It's like I just feel like some of that is a competitive mentality. But I feel like that's all over sports. It's like free agency where you want to go join like. In NBA, go join all your fellow like all stars to try to win a championship. Where in the past you want to beat these guys to win, so it's just it's just weird for me to. I'm older, so you guys probably don't care, but I <laughs> I feel like I I feel back like back in my sport. day, football was played by men in leather we helmets. We were paralyzed, and, and uh, we didn't know how to throw the ball. Past all I'm saying is, back in my day, Michael Jordan played. So that's all. That's all I know. So. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what all this soft LeBron back, are doing. Back oh, in Tony's okay. day, we're not, we're not bringing this. It's right. Back in Tony's day, they didn't have we're a three-point line. They didn't have a three-point line yet. That's right. <laughs> they 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 let them go out there just fight on on the court. They needed to. So I don't know this, these guys barely get touched, and they're like in front of the game now. All right, back to the back to the, the thing at hand here. Let's go to the next game, um, and that would be Oregon at Liberty. I, my least. Looking forward to game, which is the Fiesta Bowl. Um, Liberty enters the Fiesta Bowl undefeated, but is the biggest underdog of the bowl season. They're with Oregon favored by more than two touchdowns. Um, obviously, the Ducks have a high flying offense. Bo Nix is playing in this game, so good for him not opting out. He's older, six years, so he, he knows. He's a real man. He's a man. He got there to win that game for his teammates. Um, you know, so I think um, Nix is going to try to end his career. Um, here on a, on a good note um, and, and win this game. Um, I don't think there's any major opt-outs in this game that, that I'm aware of. Um, you know, so it's interesting. Do you guys think there's any chance here at Liberty can pull this one off? I'll start with you, Jess. I doubt it. <laughs> I, Oregon is another team that has been recruiting incredibly well the past few years, like can constantly one of the top teams. Um, I think that's going to give them death. And with a veteran quarterback leading the way, I just think it's going to be too much for Liberty. I just think there's going to be too much of a talent gap. Yeah. All right. What do you think, Jordan? Yeah, this one's not. Um, the only big draw, uh, opt out is uh, Franklin or Troy Franklin. Troy Franklin. What about yeah. Bucky Irving? Um, no. Irving is playing. There's only three opt-outs for Oregon. Jackson Powers Johnson, their center. Yeah. Um, so. Troy Franklin and Jackson, the corner, Ky- Kyrie Jackson. Hmm. But – and – That's culture. You know, it's culture. Listening to, you know, all uh, people talking about these opt-outs, Bo Nix staying and playing this game, you know, is good in the sense that He's already going to be a lower draft pick because he's been in he's been in college football for eighty five years. 
Um, he's almost as old as Tony. Um, Back when Tony was <laughs> but a boy, but, Bo Nix took his first snap. It's every, <laughs> everyone's talking about also like um, Sam Hartman opting out of this bowl game, his bowl game, their Notre Dame's bowl game. Why don't you go out there and put 400 yards on the on the stat? Hey, if you're going to pay $2 million to come to a school, which is what he was rumored to get paid by Notre Dame, I, I don't understand why you don't play in us. Play in the bowl game. game. You throw 400 yards, you get looked at a little better instead of getting, you know, Sam Hartman's going to get drafted. In like, like he's not uh, get drafted. Yeah. He's going to get drafted maybe in the sixth round. Undrafted freedom. Yeah. I, from a quarterback position, yeah, you can get hurt anything. You can get hurt just practicing. So go out there. You can get hurt lifting weights. You're getting paid by these teams. That's like, why yes. I don't understand. Like, if I'm doing an NIL deal with any of these players, I'm like, hey, yeah, I'll sign the NIL deal, but part of the contract will be you need to play in our bowl game, and that that'll be it. And like, I don't know if you guys saw it. I I, I saw like um, there was a A&M, Texas A&M player, Chase Basotas. He's like one of the top offensive linemen um, that was available in the transfer portal. He went back to Texas A&M, and the reason he did because it was in his contract that um, any money he made after leaving Texas A&M would have to go back to the Texas A&M Collective. So um, he was kind of forced his hand to stay at Texas A&M. I mean, honestly, that's what teams. If you're gonna go to me for my school and you're only going for money, then you have to stay here. I'm not giving you money, then you can just jump and bounce. And this doesn't make any sense. The whole thing needs to be like monitored, regulated a little better. It just feels really weird. Disgusting at the moment, but yeah, it's never that's a whole never podcast we could do on that. Um, let's move on. Playoffs, um, playoffs, yes, we're, we're talking about playoffs. Um, so uh, we'll start off first with the big game number one, Michigan versus number four, Alabama in the Rose Bowl. Obviously, Michigan's coming in undefeated, ranked number one in the country. Uh, Alabama's coming off winning the SEC, beating Georgia. Um, something no other team had did in three years. Um, this is a big match. This is potentially the top two teams in the playoffs playing in the first round here. So it's an interesting matchup. Uh, Michigan opened as a two and a half point favorite, I believe. Uh, but it's slowly moved over to Alabama being a favorite by one the last time oh, I checked. No, no, it went from two and a half to two to one Michigan. And now it's at one and a half. I don't think I've ever saw Michigan or Alabama take him. Oh, maybe I misread. Um, yeah, but so it's Michigan it's is currently pickles. favored at one and a half with a spread line of forty-four and a half. I don't, I don't see how anybody sees Michigan and has them favored. That's 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 another point here. Um, well, they had they have zero scholarship transfers. Zero. Okay. What does that mean? What does that tell me about this game, though? I don't, they I don't can't play. cheat, so they're probably going to get blown out. <laughs> um. Okay, so Michigan hasn't been offensive juggernaut in the last month of the season. Um, they did maintain a shutout uh, against Iowa. Uh, J.J. McCarthy hasn't thrown for 150 yards any of the last four games. Uh, Michigan has managed just 213 yards of offense against Iowa and some other teams. It was very low, low output. So, well, Michigan, do you think they could fix their offense here against a really good Alabama defense? And on the other side for Alabama, They've had some close calls this year. I mean, early on in the season without Jalen Monroe gets USF, they they barely pulled that one off in a hurricane. Um, they really struggled. Had a Hail Mary to beat Auburn, but then turned around and looked really good against Georgia. You kind of never know what you're going to get with Alabama. I, I don't know what that is. Maybe it's a motivational thing. Um, so what do you think we're going to get here, Jordan? Do you think it's going to be Alabama comes out and just dominates from start to finish, or do you think it's going to be kind of a – uh, a slow game that could be won by either team, and which way do you are you leaning here? I think Alabama's gonna control the game all the way through. I think it's gonna be a lot closer, but I, I just think, yeah, Alabama had the win on a hell mary to beat Auburn, but it was at Auburn. It's a rival game. It's probably one of the biggest rival games in college football. Yeah. Um, so it, it's just. Hot. I mean, they're so close to each other. You can throw a rock to the Auburn Stadium from Alabama Stadium. You, so you can't really you do that. What? You could, that'd be a really good throw if you did yeah, that. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I can do it. Um, <laughs> you can probably immediately come in to be Ohio State's quarterback. Yeah, immediately. I have some eligibility, so we'll, we'll <laughs> throw that out there. I'll, I'll, I'll contact them. I would talk to Iowa first, maybe start there. And then, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, somebody that can throw a forward pass. 
but no, so I have Alabama. I think I think you there's too, there's too much of a break in from the, the SEC championship game and this game for Nick Saban to not have the best game plan ever and be able to just know he's gonna know everything about Michigan. They hired that linebackers coach or whatever, the assistant line, whatever the guy was. <laughs> they did, yes. So Alabama's just going to – they have – there's too much time. Alabama's defense is looking good. Their offense has been slow at points, but, I mean, they put up 42 against LSU. Their defense held LSU to 28. They dropped 49 against Kentucky, 66 against Chattanooga. I mean, their offense can put up the numbers, but and their defense can – hold the team and I I just think Alabama's plays played a tougher schedule this year has better getting past diversity all year than Michigan and I think Alabama Nick Saban is it, they're just it's Nick Saban that's the thing I, I think it's gonna be close but I think Alabama's gonna control it early in the whole game I just do you agree it's it's so hard uh, because I think Michigan has the better quarterback. I think Mm-mm. Michigan has mostly the better trenches. But I think this kind of comes down to one thing for me, and that was Zach Center's injury. Because uh, one thing that we know about both these teams is that they're both good in the trenches. Alabama, if I'm not mistaken, is most it, it doesn't have any key injuries in the trenches. Uh, they've been led mostly by that defense. I think. I think Alabama is going to win this game, but I think it's going to be like 24-21, 27-24 kind of game. Like I think it's going to be close. I think this game – I honestly think this game is going to be closer than the other one. Uh, but that that's that's our next topic. Um, but yeah, I think Alabama is going to win this game. I think it's going to be close, and I think that it's going to come down to those trenches, and I think that injury to Zach Zinter is going to be key. I think Alabama wins by 21, 28 points. Not Woo! A- yeah! yeah! Let's go! Yeah, this is Woo! not a close game. Mixed uh, to, hey, we're calling it here. Alabama national championship, national champion. Hey, I didn't say that. I'm calling it. I just said they, um, wait, they're going to win. The did, wait, hold on. I think that means all three of us just picked Alabama. Oh, my gosh. Well, Jess, said, you also oh, said, we all had different ways of seeing this Jess, game, though. You <laughs> also said that J.J. McCarthy is the better quarterback. So I, I, I don't know um, where we're here, okay? <laughs> where we're let at. Let me see his stats. He's my QB. I think I have him as QB5 this year. Oh my god! Uh, for the draft. Oh my god! For the no, draft. I'm hiring you as my for the draft. draft. Yeah, yeah. You no. sound you sound like what's his name? The guy that shouldn't be a job any have a job analyzing the draft anymore. <laughs> uh, you're gonna have to be. No, way you know more what he sounds like. Oh, Mel, Mel Kiper. He sounds Mel like Kiper. the Giants GM is what he sounds like. Mel Kiper. The guy's gonna suck. Why'd you draft him? And he's like the best guy. Yeah, I don't. I just say stuff. Um, all right. Yeah, I just I just think. Um, Alabama's defense and the struggles that Michigan has had on offense, they just I think they'll get some turnovers. I think they'll slow the game down, and I think they'll be able to wear them down, um, their defensive line down with their running game and with Jalen Monroe running the ball. So I, I just think it won't be close. Maybe it will be. Maybe I'll be totally wrong about misreading this, but I just feel like Michigan hasn't played a dynamic quarterback like uh, like this all year with with that skill set, so that's why I think this game's gonna go away. Well, what about Drew Aller? It's close, it's close, but not quite. Um, all right, final game, um, playoff game is at the Sugar Bowl, Texas at Washington. Um, we actually saw this game, I don't guess you remember this a year ago in the Alamo Bowl. Um, Washington won that day because the Huskies' offensive line dominated the game. Michael Penning's Jr. made more plays than Quinn Ewers. Um, obviously the circumstances have changed a bit. I think both teams are, are better than they were last year, obviously. Um, Texas is a little more balanced than they were uh, than, Mich- than Washington is this year. They have a top 26 offense and defense. 
Texas's defensive front is, you know, particularly imposing, um, making teams one-dimensional all year. Um, you know, it, you know, I would say that the weakness of Texas is they have a so-so secondary that is sometimes accessible to talented passing attacks. So when you look at this, who's going to win out here is really the, the talented defensive line of Texas or the Joe Moore winning Washington offensive line. Um, so, Jordan, who do you got here? You got Washington or Texas? This, this is probably, like, one of the hardest games to pick. Like, I, I just don't know who, honestly, the better team is in a sense. I mean, I guess <laughs> this is tough. Um, but I, I'm going with Washington. I think they have a better offense, um, been more consistent. They beat everyone says the best off or best team in Pac-12 twice, twice in one season. Um, they're used to being underdogs. If they beat the best Pac-12 team twice, and maybe that team is they're the not best the best Pac-12 team. team. I, I, but I think, I think Michael Penix is a better quarterback, more dynamic, can make plays with his legs, can make plays, can extend the pocket. You know, extend plays and has shown his <clears throat> you know resiliency all year. And I think Washington Washington's gonna be the better team um just all around this game. I think they're I think Washington and Texas are really similar at defense, but I think Washington has that better offense. So give me Washington by five hundred. <laughs> I hundred this process. I'm just kidding. Not I'm also point. picking Washington. Oh, Tony, don't pick Washington. By uh, 10 to 14 points. I just think Texas's secondary is the going to be the weakest unit out there. And I think Washington has arguably the best passing attack in the country. At the very least, the best passing attack of any team in the college football playoff. I think they're going to have a good enough trenches up front to deal with that Texas defensive front. And again, like uh, Jordan said a little a little earlier, I, they've just been a bit more consistent this year. You know, Texas will have its ups and downs. For the most part, Washington, they're going to do what they're going to do. And I don't think Texas, particularly in that secondary, is going to be able to stop Romeo Dunze or Jalen Polk or anything. So I think Penix is going to have a big game. I'm picking Washington, too. Oh, my uh, gosh. Oh, no. We uh, we're, we're gonna get Michigan Texas in the championship then. Well, <laughs> hey, hey, I wouldn't be mad. Okay, I really would. As long as Texas wins that one, I, I wouldn't be mad. I would be mad. I don't want Michigan. I just don't like cheaters winning. Um, so you must be a big Astros fan. I think, fan. <laughs> I think Astros. Um, I think <laughs> Washington is. Um, you know, I just think they have the best offense in the playoffs, and I think they'll, they'll show up here against Texas. Even if they have that, they played games this year where they had to win a defensive struggle or win the offensive shootout. They they show they can win a lot of different ways, and I think Michael Penix is the best right now because of his experience is the best um, quarterback in this game, and I think he'll pull this team yeah. out. With that being said, year. one quick we're not going to review this game because we don't know what the game is going to be yet. But if it is because we all picked Washington, we all picked Alabama. If it is Washington, Alabama, who do you guys have winning the winning it all, winning the national championship? Quick wrap around, start review, Jess. If it's uh, Washington, Alabama, I've got uh, Washington. I think this will be their year. No, yeah, no. I just, <laughs> I, I, I like. Their I got trenches. Washington too. If they are, so. I like the, I like their passing attack. You know, it's, Washington's gonna win it all. I've got Washington right now. Jordan, are you with no. us? Are we, are we all picking Washington here? No, no, I, I just uh, can't. Jordan. I can't. It's, I don't like saying it. It hurts my soul, my throat is burning when i say it but i i i just don't see it it's no it's 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 not anything it's it's nick saban and it's i will say this for jordan i will say this in jordan's favor nick saban since getting to alabama has never gone three straight years without winning at least one national championship this is year three if this streak continues if this streak continues it's it's I just I can't. I just think Alabama Nick Saban always finds a way to get his team ready for 
any whoever quarterback they're playing, and they've dominated multiple years on mobile quarterbacks and have shown, I mean, what they can do to uh, Jaden Daniels when they played and, and things like that. I just don't see Washington be, be able to beat Alabama. It's going to happen. Get used to it. And I, I know it's not going to happen because you guys are wrong. <laughs> and um, I just want to throw the stat out there um, that you're wrong. And Tony is wrong a lot. Um, um, they held Jaden Daniels 15 for 24, 219 yards, two touchdowns and one interception. What did he do last year against Jaden Daniels? Uh, I, that's too much work to go all the way back that far, man. <laughs> they had a, he, he they won that Jay Daniels won that game last year, so you know it's hit or miss. I mean, what did South Florida do against Alabama this year? What did Auburn do? And those are much less talented teams, and you saw what they, what they were able to do. So, hey, but who beat Georgia? Georgia, Georgia beat themselves. Because <laughs> you know why they have a mental thing with Alabama, and um, they can't get over that hump in their heads. So Kirby Smart can't. It's Kirby Smart. It's, it's the it's the um the curse of being Nick Saban's assistant coach at some point. Yeah, at least he got the one win over him. So there's that. The only, the only is it, he's the only coach. Yeah. So every dog has a day, I guess. Get it? Because he's a Georgia Bulldog. Oh my. Um. Oh all my. right. Oh, I didn't, we didn't we didn't talk about the opt out and transfers from Alabama, Michigan. Um, Tyler Buckner transferred another day for lacrosse. <laughs> Big loss, but he is going to be playing with them, so he's not left yet. So, uh, wait, we got to go practice for the cross, dude. He hasn't played since high school. That's easy, you just pick up a stick, go out there. Um, yeah, I see a lot. Um, I know there's some transfers from Alabama back, there's not since. like enough, but nobody that that made the depth chart really. Um, same and thing, Mich- um, Michigan has zero transfers to have scholarships, so. Yeah, walk on transfers, I think. Something like that. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's it. So, um, we'll be back, at, you know, the preview to the the championship game next week and um, talk about how Washington will take down Alabama or talk about how Texas Alabama will match up or whatever weird matchup comes out of this. So, <laughs> I think well, it's um, not going to, they're going to tie. The game's going to both end in ties. They're going to. Sp- have a four-way four, four, twelve overtimes. It's going to be a tie. Seven and a half hours long. Each. And Florida State is going to be crowned champion. <laughs> Somehow, oh, hey, hey. we forgot the most important game of the of the week. The Sun Bowl is on Friday. Notre Dame, Oregon State. Um, it's I don't know if you guys all really stayed on for it. Or Notre Dame. I think I, you I forgot it. the real most important game: the Pinstripe Bowl on Thursday. I no, didn't. Dude. I didn't forget about that. Um, <laughs> Notre uh, Dame's so, going to win by a hundred. <laughs> So I put eleven dollars on Notre Dame to win by forty nine points or more, and that get it. I'll Are you serious? Yeah, bro. But, did but, you did you see the transfers? They're the starting quarterback for Oregon State is not is transferring. There's a lot. Um, their backup happened in Notre Dame. Their backup yeah. quarterback transferred. Forty nine. That's just. <laughs> I have a feeling. I have a feeling, Jess. You know? Was that like a custom? Like you, you chose the spread. Yeah, I chose. Well, yeah, they had all the spreads that you could pick. Like, I could uh, see the rest of the spreads were like thirty to the forty-two. What are you? Points. you know, what are you like betting that. on? What are we betting on here? I put forty-nine. I put eleven dollars on what app? I'm a what sports? Uh, BetGM. We're not sponsored, but if you guys would like to sponsor us, please reach out. Uh, no, so um. I put eleven dollars and I can win like twelve hundred dollars if I if they get it. So hey, it's worth. Yo, $11. I I am praying for you, Tony. How much money? Like, I want that eleven dollars. You so bad. Wait, how much can you win? Uh, twelve hundred dollars. Because it was like plus ten thousand odds. Oh, oh my gosh! Hey, let's let. <laughs> I think it's time. I think it's time to bet. Everybody, put it down. Put it down. Put least a couple of dollars. Jess, go ahead and put a couple of dollars on your on your Irish. Wear your lucky shirt while you're doing it. You just know. put put fifty oh, cents no. on your iris. Let's do this. All right. Are we can. And then, um, you know, everybody that wins, go ahead and post on on Twitter. Send us some of the money to help fund the podcast. We, you, no, no, no. You have to send us the money. We gave you the tip. 
I mean, that's, that's part of the agreement you signed up by listening to this podcast. Hey, what is this? Um, yeah, what the is contract it? you unknowingly signed. <laughs> You're verbally signed by. Are you on the win? Was it, is it winning margin? Winning margin, yep. Oh, 10, plus 10,000? That's right. <laughs> You're you're a madman, Tony. Because the reason I think the Notre Dame could do this is because they have majority of their defense playing, not opting out, and their offense will have a young quarterback with, and they want to end their runner, the right running backs are going to be you know raring to go, and I think they're just going to be coming out of the gate just just ready to, to go. I think those defense will score a couple of touchdowns, they'll score a few touchdowns. Uh, I mean, I'm putting a hundred. Oh, well, I'd say put a couple of dollars. I would, would have put a hundred on there. If you do, then we are definitely splitting fifty-fifty. You know, I'm okay with that. So, I'll put five. <laughs> five. There you go. We get what five hundred bucks. Five oh five. There you go. All the right. highest it'll let me go is uh, nineteen and a half. <laughs> I'm, pay- I'm. I have. I have a lot of money in my bank account right now, so I'm going two thousand. Well, all right, Jordan. I'm gonna have to. We're gonna have to get talk to you intervention off the podcast. That's a little too much. That's too high for this game, uh, for a bowl game. But I do feel like if any if Notre Dame could do this, um, we'll have a huge New Year's celebration at my house. Everybody's invited here in Ohio. Um, not really. You guys can come, but if you win, you can bring money. That'd be fun. Um, yeah. Nope. This should be a fun bowl bowl season. It really picks up this week. A lot of good games coming out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, you know, we have the Pinstripe Bowl, as just mentioned. Yeah, that should be a barn burner. Um, and then you have the rest and the, going to the playoffs. So hope you enjoy. Hope you enjoy some time with your family. Hope you have a good New Year's. Um, and until next week, guys, we will talk to you soon. Bye.